0: Listening or watching, uh, this is the Better Business Podcast, and or Vodcast, and uh, the title is "Business Can Be Better Because It Can," uh, and we believe it should be better. So we bring guests on that have done great things in business that have uh, impressed us with their entrepreneurial um, achievements, and we ask them to share their secrets with you. So today, I have invited a dear friend of mine, a coach, uh, mentor. My husband's definitely a huge mentor, and our great friend, uh, Lee Mean, onto the show. Welcome, hey. Lee. Thank Thanks you for you being you on here. The show. Of course. Um, thank you for your patience while we figured out Riverside. Sorry about that. Um, so, we want to really uh, kind of pick your brain today and share with our listeners what you've done that has kept you in business so long, because that alone is such a feat when you, when you look at the statistics, I mean, 80% of businesses fail in 10 years and the other 20%, like that doesn't even mean that they're successful. They just haven't shut down. And so I know during COVID that was even higher. So going through the last three, uh, three years, no, two and a half years two and a bit years. Uh, and before that, there must've been a ton of challenges for you. So I'm hoping that, you know, first of all, you could introduce yourself, tell us about all of your entrepreneurial ventures and a little bit about each one. And, uh, then I'll just ask you some more questions. I just want to kind of figure out how you've succeeded for so long.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, again, my name is Lee Meehan. I own and operate the Canadian martial arts center. And I operate the Rumble in the Cage uh, promotion MMA events. And uh, I've been doing uh, the martial arts gym for over 25 years and uh, over 20 years for the Rumble in the Cage event. So I have some experience in, in running those things and the different concepts of, you know, the one-off type shows to the steady business of the gym. And, um, again, just fortunate to have, you know, with, like anything, having help along the way from mentors and When I started out with Kempo Karate, my brother was my instructor and he would train down in California and learn down there. And so his instructor had a real good business plan in place, like how to teach uh, curriculum wise, uh, marketing things to do and and tracking of members and memberships and contracts for members and all that type of stuff. So I just kind of adopted that platform, what they were doing. And then over the years, we've made changes and, and, you know, adapted things for as things change in business and improving things, and I've had other business consultants that work in the industry, and, and friends that own gyms as well. And we've discussed, you know, the struggles and the, and the perks, and how to make things better. And we've we've helped each other out. And uh, I think that's the main thing is, you know, just having those people to connect with that are like minded, that are driven, you know, to do something on their own, and not just collect the paycheck, go to work, collect the paycheck. It's a different, you know, atmosphere completely. Um, and there's pros and cons to both those things some people need that security and they need that you know nine to five get the paycheck and the, and the benefits and some people like you know like myself just like that being free and and you get what you get from it right so it's gonna be successful or it can fail depends on how much work you put into it so
0: yeah and wow it sounds like you've had a lot of great mentors and friends along the way but I have to say uh, as well as I know you which is probably not even close to 100% know you. Um, but the little that I do know you, I know that every time I've moved, since I met you 11 years ago, you've been there. Uh, I also have watched you corner my husband over and over again. I've seen you help countless peoples with uh, anything and everything. So I, I'm sure that uh, sort of what goes around comes around because I know you're a huge help to everybody. Um, even coming on the no, show, think, you know.
1: I think uh, one of the reasons why I did I've been successful in the businesses. What I believe there's enough people in this world to make every business successful, uh, but you have to offer a great product and you have to care. And um, being a martial artist, I think that's what's important is that you care about your students and your members. And so I might spend more time off the mats, talking to people and listening to their, their problems or having at home or business, their own business, whatever, and just give them some feedback or just someone to listen to. I think that's an important part of of being you know the the coach and and running a business my type of business anyways just being there for the members some are there for six months some are there for a year some are there for 20 years right so um, just being there for what they need and giving them what they need Uh, and in turn they give me what I need you know they, they have a membership and they invite their friends and family and I don't do much for advertising because it's always referral people like what they're getting and they refer their family and friends to come train with me and experience you know the atmosphere of the family and the and the and the hard work that goes in and the challenges that come along with being a martial artist. And that, that helps them in their personal life and their, their own business life by having that outlet and knowing they can get through tough times in training helps you get through tough times in business. And so it's just been one of those things for me, it's, it, you know, it hasn't always been easy, but I've just decided, you know, just to keep plugging away. And yeah, there's a lot of times I had three jobs to try and keep my main passion afloat. And you know, not many people are willing to do that. They would quit after a while of, you know every summer having to get a job to pay your bills to keep the gym open so people have something to come back to in the fall, um, you know, and so that it just it takes time, and uh, you know, those are the things that you got to do. And not everyone's willing to do those things, and I get that. And they want the security and all that, and the family wants it, and that's it's you know, it's 100% a, a factor. i just been stubborn, I guess, and uh, this is something I've always loved doing. And money, no money, I've always liked doing it, and so it's nice that it's paying off where I can actually afford to you know, buy the car you want and do the things you want to do. And, um, yeah, it makes it fun.
0: Awesome. So how you said over 25 years of the jam and over 20 years in the rumble in the cage promotion. Yeah. And you were saying one of your biggest sources of, uh, new members or clients or customers is referrals from existing customers. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and,
1: you know, we do some marketing, obviously, Facebook ads. We've done different stuff. And we've, 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 back in the day, we had used the yellow page ads, were a big thing. And everyone had to have the top spot in the yellow page ad. And, you know, because you want to be number one and everyone sees you first and all that. And now it's Google. They have people calling you to say, hey, we'll boost your site to number one. I'm like, well, don't do it. I might not be number one on your Google site, but I get more calls than anybody else. So, yeah. It must just, you know, again, why are they coming here, right? So, yeah. And that's a that's a big thing, right? The, the the building's clean, the gym is clean. I got great staff, I got great instructors, um, a great team, you know. And so, you know, to, if you'll come in, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, that's why I like that. There's lots of gyms in town. You'll find the one that fits you best and where you feel most comfortable. And I encourage you to try out all the gyms for that reason. You, want, you know, you're in business, and I'm in business to make people happy and make money. And I'm going to offer a product that they like and that they want to keep doing. And so. That's kind of how I map it out when I'm looking at things I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, you do have a great team. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about that. Um, That comes along with great leadership. So I guess what would be, what do you think your top three leadership characteristics or strategies have been that have gotten you this far? If you had to tell me three three things about you that you're like, and you already said stubborn, so not that one.
1: Yeah, I think just consistency you know, like, sometimes when you're involved you in business, you're not sure if it's going to be around, so you, you might not put all your effort into it, or you're maybe always have something on the back burner, just in case it goes away, or whatever, um, and I just, I, consistency is people know that I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul, and I've been doing this forever, you know, money, no money, again, but I'm, I'm consistent with keeping it going, um, yeah. so that's one thing, I'm, I'm really laid back, which for some people, that works great, and other people, they don't like that, they like more structure, and but I like, I like to let things just kind of ride it out and see how it works out on its own and step in when I have to. Or if someone brings up a concern, then I'll deal with it. But I like just let things, you know, plan out. I think people need to learn that, how to deal with problems and how to deal with each other. We're all, we're all humans, we're all adults. Um, we don't have to fight about things if we don't agree. We just have to find a resolution and make it work. And if we don't, we don't agree with each other, we can still be friends and, and disagree on things. But, you know, you find a way to make it work. and. I think those are, I guess some ways may be successful and maybe some ways hinders. Um, there's always a, you know, a downside to to, to the opposite of what you're doing and, but I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay with the casualness and the the problems that come with that. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, stick into it. And, and again, that consistency, um, being laid back, it works for me and how I like things run. Um, you know, and then, yeah, I just always willing to learn. I think that's a big thing too. I'm always training and learning new things as a coach, as an instructor, as a, as a fighter, I'm trying to learn new things. So business wise, I'm always open to hearing new ideas and talk about stuff and, you know, some stuff I've tried and it didn't work and maybe it didn't work because of the timing, but maybe it'd work now. So I'm never opposed to if a staff say, Hey, why don't we try this? I'm saying, well, okay, we'll try it. I tried it 10 years ago. It didn't work, but maybe it was just me in that time. I, I wasn't the right headspace to make it work or the environment and the economy has changed and, you know, which, so maybe it'll work now. So, you know, I let people run with things and play with their ideas and see if it'll work. And I don't have to be in control of everything that goes on. Uh, I like people to, to learn and develop their own skills and personalities and let that thing pan out as it goes.
0: Well, that's a skill that is really hard for a lot of us. Like, um, delegating and letting go of because you you are really laid back and easygoing, and you do have great relationships with everyone. Um, but I know Jen is super organized and structured like me. Um, yeah. So having her there and having her have some autonomy and be allowed to organize things the way she wants and uh, help with marketing and things like that has got to be a, a huge strength.
1: Yeah, it helps me huge because she's doing the stuff that I don't like to do and don't want to do and she uh, loves which it again yeah and she loves that she loves spreadsheets and stuff but i don't even <laughs> want to open one so i just want to talk to her about it discuss what, what's going on and she runs away with it and does it and it works great for me because now i have actual numbers to track every single thing that goes on in the business before it was happening and i knew from my bank account what was working and not working but now i have a detailed breakdown of you know, how many water bottles of water we sold and, and et cetera. Right. So that's always a help too. And I like seeing that in my report every day, she emails it to me. I see what the gym did that day and all aspects of the business. And so if I see something I like or don't like, I can bring it up. Uh, we have our meetings to, to discuss what we're going to do. And so having that teamwork there helps a lot. And again, that's what's able to take the business to another level, just being more organized on that end. Um, my, my passion is being on the mats coaching, um, socializing with people when they come in talking to them like i said i can be there 12 14 hours a day and don't really feel like i've been there um you know and like any business you get tired at times you need a break and it's nice to take breaks and and have that downtime but i go away on a holiday for seven days and i'm itching to get back you know because i want to get back to doing what i love and um so that's why i always say i don't know if i'll ever retire because I just love doing it I love being there on the mats and seeing the people and doing the stuff right so might have a different role later as i get older but right now i'm just enjoying the time so
0: yeah i think a lot of us would be really upset if you retired so probably not gonna let that happen um good, good. so that is intriguing because i uh am happy to hear that like i'm not sure if you ever heard about rocket fuel or read the book rocket fuel but there's The concept of the integrator and the visionary. And I talk about this a lot in my businesses and with my clients. Um, Most businesses will never break through that $2 million ceiling and become like a big multi-million dollar business with lots of profit because they don't have a visionary leading the way and then an integrator organizing everything, reporting on everything, doing spreadsheets. But it sounds to me like you've got that visionary integrator thing going on. You're looking at daily reports, you're analyzing the numbers, you're looking at how people heard about you. So you're like, if you're looking at marketing reports, financial reports and people reports, like how your people are doing, then in my opinion, you got it all covered. So that sounds like you're doing awesome. Those are great things. Yeah,
1: It's going good. And like I said, there's always stuff to improve on and put more energy into it. And some people are, you know, very driven to make more money um, and, or have a bigger business or a new gym or whatever. And I, I get that and I, there's certain things I want to, but It's also, I also enjoy my lifestyle, a casualness of my lifestyle that I can take the afternoon off to go to the lake if I want, or I can just have a, you know, a chance to talk on a a vodcast like this, where most people are like, they do their strict hours and that's it, you know, and I like my, I like my life casual, I like to go in when I want to go in, book a lesson in the morning, if I want to book it, don't book it, you know, but there's times when, when you're scraping by, you have to take everything you can get. But now as it become more successful, I can pick and choose and and I'm living the lifestyle I want to live within my comfort zone, financially, uh, personally, my health. I can start focusing on the things I I really want to focus on, knowing I have a good team that can help run the business. Whether I'm there or not there, I know it's being taken care of. So I can go away for a weekend and teach a seminar and know that I trust my staff are going to do a great job. They'll do anything that comes up. I got great members. If they see a mess, they're going to help clean it up. You know, things like that, that I, I just trust that it'll be good even if I'm gone for a week or whatever. So,
0: so you've got things systemized to the point where you don't have to be there. That's the dream for all business owners out there. So how did you get there?
1: Time? Um, Yeah, I just took time, you know, trial and error. You, you try stuff. It doesn't work. you, You know, you adjust, it's all feedback, whether you mark it down or you label it or whatever. It just, I go by my gut a lot, my gut instinct on what I feel is right. What I feel is wrong. I kind of go with that. Um, you know, and I just do that. And then like having the right people, you know, you hire someone, you they're good and you think, man, this is so good. And then they want to leave. It's, it's, it's scary because you're losing a member, um, that was valuable to you. But to remember that whenever some person leaves, that opens the door for something greater to happen. And then someone new comes in that does an even better job that you didn't think they could do better than the last person. And so that's just, um, reconfirming to me like i to value what i have as a product and knowing that the right people will come to me because i I'm, I'm doing the right thing. So that's a that's a big part of it for me is just trusting the process that will happen. So
0: That's awesome. I I like to say um every time i lose faith i'm wrong because you know during those periods like covid especially uh and you know when my dad passed away like i just I just, some days I was like, I can't do this. Like I literally can't get out of bed and lucky for me, I do have a team like you. Uh, and so they didn't even notice I was gone. (laughs) I actually took some time off last week too. And they didn't notice I was gone. Actually they did better. Um, but that, that keeping going mentality, that motivation to stick to it when it's hard, um, I think that's something that you're right. That's a huge key to your success. And it's people aren't patient, you know, people give up too easily. And um, and yeah, the other thing I wanted to really like kind of highlight was keeping the faith or not like in a religious way, but just like believing that it will all work out. And uh, trusting your gut, that's actually something I've been reading about a lot lately. And I'm surprised to be uh, seeing it in mainstream media and authors and people that I get coaching from now. They're talking about you really listening to your intuition, you know, like how as human beings, because of all these distractions we have, stop listening to our intuition. But if we could just be quiet, we know the answer. Um yeah. So I think too we
1: we have our intuition we should we should listen to it and we ignore it because it's gonna put us in an uncomfortable situation. So we avoid the uncomfortable and hope it'll just go away, but it never really does. Um it usually explodes and then you deal with the picking up the pieces after, which again is another learning process and just pick up, you know, pull up your pants and keep going and that's the (laughs) way it is. And you know, I you I should deal with that. I should deal with it quicker next time. So you learn that. Right. And it helps when you have a team that you can talk to and say, oh, we didn't handle this very well. We need to do this better next time. And if the next time it does come up, this is we now have a policy procedure for how to deal with this situation because it never came up before. So, you know, we write our policy and procedure manual kind of as we go and as we grow and as we develop, we as these problems arise, we deal with it the best we can and we go from there. And I think everyone's different to what they've been through, like you're dealing with the loss of your dad. I had I dealt with loss and, and and a lot of hard stuff when I was really young so now I'm, I'm kind of hardened to it now where it still bothers me but it doesn't it doesn't control me you know having my son grow up in a wheelchair and my dad dying really young I've been through so many hard things that you know anyways
0: so uh, you said you like to talk to your team about things, like get their opinion on things. And you also said you had a policy and procedure manual. That is amazing. That's like the last, that's the last thing that most business owners want to do when I work with them. And, uh, and you guys have one. That's amazing. You've, uh, you've surprised me quite a bit today. I'm like, who? Oh, that's, well, we got, uh, I don't
1: know if it's, it's not a formal I've worked in different places. Like when I worked for a recreation management for a swimming pool, there was policy procedure manager, how to open the, how to open the business, how yep. to clean how to change the chlorine in the pool how, for everything. There was a policy procedure totally. and people just did it because they learned the stuff. They never actually looked in the book. They learned it from someone else. And so, you know, we have a loose binder like that, like, how do we open? Yeah, we have it, but no one ever looks at the book because we're all here. We've been here forever, but if I had someone new come in, and say, Hey, she should read this or exactly. you know, this, is what, this is what you need to know. And, and then as we adopt things, we go, okay, this is what we're doing now. We make a note of it. It's not necessarily a chapter. We add it into a book, but everyone's on the same page. Now we know how to deal with it. We have a recorded, this is what we're going to do moving ahead. So all the coaches know if you have a problem with a kid or a parent, what do we do? If there's a leak in the roof, what do you do? You know, there's, there's certain things. I mean, they can always call me and I'll have, a, you know, I'll say what to do with it. But in reality, they, they all do have an idea now what, you know, what's going on how they can deal with it. So, and it's good that people just stick, step up. This is literally on my desk. Water leakage yeah. procedure.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm so happy to hear that you're doing procedures and policies um, like You're right. It's risk mitigation. So if anyone leaves, you need to train someone new, or if, you know, something you do, maybe that you can't be there one day and somebody else has to cover it. Like having those procedures in place is really helpful. Um, I I have this sticky note because I was in our Calgary location the other week and, and, uh, my dear sweet Chris told me that there was a leak in the roof, like a week before. And I was like, how long ago? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let's cut this drywall open and uh, pull up the stair. And oh my gosh. And then I wrote the yeah. sticky notes. So yeah, procedures will save you a lot of the time. So uh, yeah. I like to just say like, if something bad happens, make a procedure to prevent it. If something good happens, make a procedure to keep it going. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So tech, I thought you were a textbook visionary, but <laughs> sounds like you really know what you're doing with your business. So I'm really impressed and I'm really, uh, grateful that you shared it with all of us. Did you want to, did you want to add anything? Cause we didn't really talk about rumble in the cage at all. And I know that is also a huge beast of a business and, uh, pretty famous is longest running MMA show in Canada, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A- yeah. That and you was go started in over?
1: 2000, uh, there's been, there were some other shows that were happening back then, but they, they went under and they're not doing it anymore. So just being consistent again and, and putting on, I, you know, again, it's something I'm passionate about. Like whether it made money or didn't make money, it, was, it, wasn't, oh, it wasn't a driving factor for me to want to do it. I, I first started doing shows because I thought my guys, they're training all day and night. Their family doesn't get to see what they do. They're fighting out of town. They never get to see them fight. So I thought, well, if I do a show here, they can see what they're doing. Why are you at the gym all night, coming home sweaty, tired, and, you know, what are you doing? So now they get to see the, you know, the fruits of their labor and what they're doing. So it was just I just an opportunity I wanted to give my students that were training in the sport of MMA so they could showcase their skills. And I saw it was a great opportunity as an event out. You know, there's always, what do you do? You go to rodeo, you go to this, you go to that. Things that are fun and entertaining that, you're, that you like, or you know someone that's in something a dance recital, you go watch them do their thing. Well, this is a great entertainment thing. And people get to go out and have a great night out have dress up, have fun, have a few drinks and have a great time with all their family and friends. They get to see one of their friends, you know, have a fight and do their thing. And so it works out really good.
0: Awesome. And you do shows all over or just in Lethbridge?
1: I've done some shows in other places, but again, it's just a lot more work involved when you're traveling and and being on the road. And I always want to be at home at the gym, coaching the fighters and doing stuff. So I I haven't done much for out of town stuff. I've had offers to do them, but Leftbridge loves it, eh? Yeah, Lethbridge loves it, and there, you know, back in the day, we used to, you know, eight to ten shows a year. Uh, but there's no other shows going on anywhere else in you know Western Canada, kind of thing. So there was lots of fighters that wanted to fight. But now other shows started cropping up in you know Edmonton and different areas. So I didn't have to be the place for every fighter to fight. And I was okay with sharing that, knowing, oh, we'll go to Edmonton and fight, and then next month we'll come to Lethbridge, and then two months we'll go to Calgary, and you know, it was, again. There's enough fighters and enough fans to keep all the businesses successful, um, especially if we all work together and try to help each other out. So that synergy yes. kind of makes the sport grow and and help everyone with their business. And I've been to lots of shows where I've I've seen stuff to their first show and I see stuff they're doing, I'm like, man, give me a call. I'll, I'll tell you all the stuff you need to do to get rid of the bugs and the kinks in your system because you're failing because you don't know. I've Through trial and error, I know exactly what works and what doesn't work. And I'll help you. Some call and some don't. And three or four shows later, after they've lost thousands and thousands of dollars, they quit doing it. You know, and other people listen and, and they, they figure it out. So,
0: so it sounds like uh, co-opetition or like the, uh, the concept of cooperating with your competition and just believing there's more than enough uh, for everybody. The opposite, like I guess an abundance mindset, the opposite of scarcity mentality uh, uh-huh. serves you and the people that you are in the markets with really
1: well yeah. I, I feel so I feel like I can go to to any show and, and fit in with the, the promoters the coaches the fighters because I do all I do all those jobs so I know what they're all going through and so as a promoter why guys love fighting on the Roman the cage because they know I'm doing my best I can to take care of them yeah. you know they got warm-up mats they have a good hotel to stay in they get paid their gas money um, they get treated well. Because I'm a fighter, too. I still fight, you know, and I coach. So I know what coaches want. I know what fighters want. I know, um, you know, the little things like I itinerary that's actually detailed that tells you exactly what you need, not vague, uh, stuff like that. I know what I like to see, you know. So, you know, that's just the way it is. I just I try and run my show the way I would want a show ran if I was fighting on it or if I was a coach at the show. So that helps a lot with, uh, as a promoter, having a successful show because I never have a shortage of guys that want to fight on the rumble. So m- not just my own fighters, but out of town guys that want to fight because they have a fun time. It's a good experience. And that's what I want to keep doing. Right. I don't want to sacrifice that energy and what that show means to the fighter um, for more profit or whatever. Right. I always want to make sure I'm doing the best I can for the fighters and within my means, you know, so if I can't, some people like do a bunch of extra stuff for guys. I'm like, that's great, but I can't afford to do that right now. And then they do it for a while and they lose so much money. They stop doing shows. Well, now fighters don't have a place to fight anymore. So I'd rather they did things smarter and more efficient uh, so there's more promotions out there for people to get experience. So,
0: Yeah, and you always start on time. That's my favorite thing about your shows.
1: Yeah, I that, I lose my mind. When drives me nuts. They, they say they start at 7, and next thing you know, 7.30, quarter to 8. They say, so, oh, wait for the people to get in their stands. I'm like, well, when you go to a movie that starts at 7, they don't wait till everyone is sitting in their seat before they start the movie. The movie starts <laughs> at 7.00.
0: It's a good point. If you're not there,
1: you miss it. So that's the way it goes. And now I've trained the people in Lethbridge, right? They know that we start on time. So if if you're, if your buddy's fighting the first fight and you're not there, you're going to miss this fight. Yep. So that's the way it is. And I I want, I want to, I look at it like exactly like movies, movies, entertainment. If I go to a good movie, it doesn't matter how good it is. If I've been sitting there for five hours, I'm sick of being there. And uh, my entertainment value goes down because I'm, I'm, my body's tired. I'm exhausted from being there. As good as it was, I wish it was I wasn't there as long. So I'm going to start on time, get over with as quick as possible, entertain the people, high or low on the finish. You know, hometown guy loses, there's energy there. And there, um, there's an emotional connection to that show then because your guy lost or because your guy won. And you want to go back and see if he wins the next time or get that emotional high again because it's exhilarating, exciting and the crowd cheering and all that stuff. So, that emotional connection is a big part of a show. And I want people to experience that, I want the fighters to experience that, win or lose. I want them to have a good experience and have, know that it's something that made them better at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I want teams to know they can trust that I'm going to do the best I can for their fighter uh, to have the best experience they can. And that tends to work out. And, the, you know, the, the companies that sponsor the events, they're getting value for their money because they're getting advertising, like I said, I would give them big screen ads, social media posts, They get to come out and take bring their staff or their customers to the show. They have a great time. You know, it's well run. It starts on time. All those factors we talked about, and they come away. Man, that was a great experience. I had a great time with my staff. I had a great time taking clients to this event. Um, You know, it was a lot of fun. Best money I ever spent. You know, and that's kind of what I want to do for them as well. So,
0: it sounds like you really, really, really care about giving everybody, like staff to clients, to fighters, to uh, competitors, the best. And that's uh, something I think that a lot of business owners miss out on. You know, like somebody will ask you for a Google review and it's like, you just gave me a mediocre experience. Like your product sucks. You don't want a Google review for me. Like they're really good at asking for those. But like the very first thing you have to do is be amazing, be exceptional, treat people like the way you want to be treated, make it an amazing product, service, or experience. And it sounds like you do that all around. And I also am kind of hearing that you have a unique um, advantage because a lot of the times when business owners are creating their marketing or designing an event or something, they're thinking like, "Well, whatever I want would be good." But in your case, so so sorry. So when they usually think that, that's wrong because they are not their ideal client, but you are every one of your clients as well as so you do have the mindset that you need to design the things that's awesome so do you still get feedback from clients or customers or people like in a systematic way or you just hear like
1: by word Um, of mouth we've we've put out you know because we want to make the shows better we want to do it we want to do more for the for the client so if we have someone advertising with our sponsors or buys a vip table and sponsors the show I want to know. that we send him an email asking what you think? How you know? Don't just blow smoke. Say you loved it. I want to know what do you think. What do you think could right. have done better? Or what you know? What what would you have liked to have had more? You know? Can I? Because if I can do it, I will. You know? Awesome. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right? But what did yeah. you like? What did you like? You know? And if you have stuff, because again, you get comfortable doing what you're doing, and might not be. You know, times change. So maybe you have to make an adjustment on the size of the ad or how long it runs for or uh, better labeling on a table or whatever, right? Little things like that to make people feel special. I've uh, given them what they want to give and that's what we're about, right? I'm I'm in the entertainment business with the promotion and I have to create value for that and for the fighters and for the sponsors and we're doing, you know, we try and do the best we can. That's why I'm always looking for people that can help in that capacity to give the best back to the customer um, so that they feel that they're getting that value. So,
0: Awesome. So I want to ask you two more things quickly, if that's okay. Um sure. One is if you could only give one piece of advice to all the business owners that are listening and just thinking like, man, if I can make it 25 years, I'll be happy. If there's one tip that you can give them like that you think is the most powerful thing. And then I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about the rumble that's coming up because I'm sure everybody listening would love to hear about it. And hopefully this, uh, most of my audiences are in Lethbridge or Calgary, so Albert, So hopefully we can get some people yeah. to see it and then we can share it on your social and stuff too. So we'll uh, kind of give them an idea of what it's going to look like and yeah. maybe also what the sponsorship uh, opportunities are. Sure. So yeah. what do you think is the most important advice?
1: Um, I think everybody's different, but I think you got to be passionate about what you're doing. And I don't believe someone has to be passionate about their, maybe the business the business they're running isn't their dream business but they're passionate about making money or passionate about building a, a empire for their own self and for their retirement and their family so you're passionate about that which drives you to run the business whether it's carpet cleaning or whatever you don't like carpet cleaning but you know that you have a good business model and you have a good business plan but you're passionate about the result the business gives you so yeah. that's one way of doing it or you're just passionate about the business it may never be a great money making business but you're passionate about the job itself you just love you love carpet cleaning; it's just something you love doing. The satisfaction of a good job. Well, then, then you're already set, you know. And then you got to, like I say, hopefully you find the right way to make it that it covers the base of what pays my bills. It does provide for my retirement, all those things. You know, you can you can work it around, reverse engineer it however you want to make it happen. But you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, you can't be, you know, hum, ha about it because you won't put the work in. You won't put the the extra nights in, the no sleep, the no money. You won't put up with it after a few years, you'll quit. You'll go to that security of the job and, and do, do a great job there and give 110% of that job you're doing and do the best for your boss. And they'll do the most, you know, you, the problem with most business business as it is, is employees do as as much as they can to keep getting paid and the boss pays as little as they can, but keep their employee around, you know, and that's kind of the dichotomy the of it and which is frustrating but again, a business has to make money and they can only pay out what they can afford to pay out. Exactly. Um, and, but whether I'm getting paid what I think I deserve or as much as I should get, I still want to give 100% to that job, right? And then deal with it from there, ask for a raise or move on to something else that pays more because you're not getting what, you're, what you feel you're valued, which is fine, but always give everything you got in everything you do. As a business owner or an employee, I think it's important that you if you think that way. Because then everyone's given everything they can and, you know, it kind of works itself out then if, if the boss isn't a good boss and not doing what they're supposed to do, well, then the good hardworking people will, will be taken by somebody else or they'll go yeah. do their own thing. They'll think I can do it better. So yeah, go do it better. If you think you can run it better than I can run it by all means, go do it that way. Cause that's it's your right to do that. Right. And so I just think you have to have that yeah, internal passion on what, whatever angle you want with it. You have to have that passion to keep you through the hard times And to put up with all the garbage that comes with owning a business, all the garbage that comes with people—the negative people are trying to tear you down. The people that are—they're not really there for your advice. They just want to run to everybody and sound off on everybody. And that's—they like the drama and they like to to tell their story to everybody. So they didn't really come to you for counseling or for help. They just want to tell everybody their story. So you got to sort those people out too, and just—and then remember the one person you actually spent time with and talked to or whatever, they actually helped them and they took that advice or just the fact that you listened to them made a difference in their day and made their day better. So you have to take, you know, take the wins and appreciate those in business, whether it's money or person uh a uh, relationship with people, you know, and I think that's a big thing. And I'm all about people. I'm a people person. I like watching people. I go to Vegas for my, I never drink. I don't drink. I've never drank in my life. I've never gambled, but I just like Vegas feel like watching people. I think they're interesting. I like to see crazy stuff. I don't judge anybody. Do whatever you want be, as crazy as you want to be. I got your back, you know, so I just think it's important that we build relationships with people, with our competition, with everything, and there's room for everybody to be successful and, and good for them. For, if they can be more successful than me, then good for them. They're putting the work in that I wasn't willing to do, uh, whatever that takes to get bigger or better, and, and I applaud them and their success.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. That was uh, so much more than uh, I ever usually get out of uh, a guest. So thank you so much. I think you're used to being interviewed a lot as a fighter and a coach, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Part of the part of the business.
0: Part of the yeah. business. So uh, I can tell you really care about people. I didn't know why you started the rumble. That almost made me cry. That was very sweet. Um, but yeah, we I can tell how much you care about people, and I'm so glad that you're. Six, uh, succeeding and, uh, moving towards, yeah. uh, you know, having that life that you deserve. So congratulations. Right. I, I wish, I wish Thanks. that for you so much. Um, Thanks. so, okay. So passion, that's the quick tip. If they're not feeling passion, then got to make a change.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I think again, that's the best. It,
1: it's like, anything. you have your up days, your down days, and you, sometimes you got to reinvent yourself and you got to find your passion again. You got to read a book that ignites it again or meet the right person that gives you energy again um you know those are all good things and sometimes you gotta hit you gotta crash once in a while to to appreciate the good times right you have to have bad days appreciate the good days so you just gotta take those all in stride and and go with it and that's kind of how i look at it is things fall apart life seems like it's ending and just find a way to make it great again so
0: amazing amazing and you love personal development too i think right yeah Awesome. Okay, talk to us about the Rumble October 1st. What's the date? Oh, your dogs are getting very jealous. Um, yeah. the, thir- the 13th day of July. So, how much time does my husband have time to lose weight?
1: Two and okay. a half months.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we were joking that he got on the scale the other day cause he had to hold my suitcase. So, he's telling me he has to go to the gym every day. And I know why. That's
1: right. <laughs> well, to every day to, have to sharpen the skills. He's got tons yeah. of skills. And you need to sharpen those. You want to fight, you have to train. Not, not necessarily learn anything new, but you have to keep your skills that you have sharp, like anything, you know? like Absolutely. So, and that's the rumble is October 1st at the South Pavilion here in Leftbridge. Um, we'll have VIP tables and stuff available soon. I'm already starting to match fights for the show. Um, we usually run, you know, 12 to 15 fights on a show. Um, and, you know, we have the big screen so everyone can see the replays and all that stuff happening. So it's just, you know, it's a great time with, come out and have a great a great fun with your friends and family and uh, see so everyone achieving their goals and, and trying to do something great in their lives and stepping of their comfort zones. That's a big thing for people is to fight in front of everybody is a huge stress factor. And so I always appreciate that people that are willing to try it. Win or lose, you dare to challenge yourself to do something most people will never do in their lives. And you did it in front of a bunch of people, a bunch of critics who have never even trained and they're going to sit there and tell you what you should have done right or wrong. And uh, you got to put up with all that stuff just to to live your dream and and to say you fought and to challenge yourself and achieve a goal that you had in your life. So that's to me is the most important part about the rumble. And, um, you know, it's my passion on that, my passion on seeing people succeed and challenge themselves and try and do something great. And I just love going out and seeing the community come together to support the athletes. And, um, the sponsors that help it happen if they don't buy the VIP tables we can't afford to do a show so those people are the most important to me that we make this happen so these athletes get a chance to achieve their goals and challenge themselves so
0: and I have, to, I have to put a couple words in personally here, guys, because uh, I've never had a chance to interview someone uh, this close to me and my husband before, but you just gave my husband Tim Tamaki, Spencer Rahobi, and Sheldon Dahl their black belts a few weeks ago, right? So we've got three new black belts. Are they all fighting on October 1st?
1: Um, well, I think just Tim's going to fight on this show. Everyone else is okay. busy with life and training. They're still training and helping the team, yeah. but... Um, as far as, uh, of those three guys, I think Tim will be the only one fighting on the show, but we got lots of other up and comers, first time fighters on the show. We got some females that'll be fighting on the show. Um, you know, everyone, all different age groups fighting, you know, everyone just trying to challenge themselves the best they can. And, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have some MMA fights, some kickboxing fights, some super boxing fights, and just cool. a really great night of, uh, of lots of scraps and, uh. High energy and uh, you know emotional roller coaster it's gonna be for everybody that night so it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, I think it's been 11 years now since I walked into your gym and maybe a week after that since I watched the first fight uh tim was uh he won like in 10 seconds in Tabor, and then he like climbed up the cage and i I just was like i will never set foot in a cage like people are these people are insane like i have so much respect for what you guys do and and my husband loves you a lot he looks up to you a lot and he appreciates the hell out of you and and so do i so thank you lee uh for everything you do for everybody um i know everybody feels the same way and uh, i just want to make sure that you know you are appreciated and you are a huge, special part of, uh, of all of our lives. And you told me uh, not to ever compliment you because you don't like it. So I'll stop now. Uh, but um, okay, so October 1st, South Pavilion at Lethbridge Exhibitions starts at yep. 7.
1: Yeah, fights start not at 7.01. No. Nope. And uh, Roman Le Cage, uh, com. our website, we'll have that updated here soon. And hey. with new stuff, because of COVID, we haven't been doing anything the last couple of years, so we've kind of put everything on hold. But now we've got things back to normal. Uh, we're going to be putting on a big show, and uh, we'll have everything coming up soon. Awesome, yeah. We'll release this episode in a few weeks, so we'll make
0: sure and get the website going and everything. And uh, if you're interested in sponsoring, guys, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook, unfortunately, Twitter because of Web three. Uh, Lee, where can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, they can. I'm on social media as well: Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can email me lemean at gmail.com. Uh, my cell phone's everywhere on the internet. Uh, <laughs> you can text me there if you want, and I can help you out with a sponsor package and we'll customize it to what you need, what your company needs, and uh, go from there.
0: Awesome. So get a hold of either one of us. I'll send you over there. Uh, Or you could just get a hold of Lee, Jen, the people at the gym directly. And hopefully we will see you guys on October 1st. And Lee, thank you so much for everything you do and for your advice today. I know everyone listening uh, learned a lot today, uh, including myself. So thank you. And uh, guys, just remember that business can be better and it should be. Your business shouldn't suck. You shouldn't be hating your life. Okay, life should be good your business should make it better. And so, um, like Lee said, if you're not living with that passion, then, uh, take a look at your life and take a look at your business and Lee, I'll see you soon. And everybody else will see you when I see you take care guys. Thanks for listening.